So today we are once again going to go through Transcend by Scott Barry Kaufman or Kaufman. However the fuck you pronounce it, I should actually look these things up because I never ever know, unfortunately, but who cares? I certainly do not. We're going to go ahead with plateau experiences, the time before we've been talking about peak experiences, which apparently are just the best experiences that we have in life, I guess. I don't know what I've been talking about in this episode. It's actually been been some time since then. But let's talk about plateau experiences. And I'm going to start reading. At a transpersonal conference in Council Grove, Kansas, a few weeks later, Maslow provided a term for what he was experiencing, the plateau experience. For what he was experiencing might be wrong. Anyway, Maslow co-opted this term from his East Indian colleague U.A. Asrani, so U.A. I don't know what it stands for, who actually credits the term to the English writer Arthur Osborne. While peak experiences are as what ecstatic and momentary, Maslow argued that plateau experiences are more enduring and cognitive and evolves seeing the extraordinary in the ordinary, which I think is actually something pretty amazing if you're able to pull that off, you know actually seeing the great things in, you know, probably everyday life. Maslow referred to the form of consciousness present in the plateau experience as unitive consciousness, which he defined as the simultaneous perception, I'm sorry, simultaneous perception of the sacred and the ordinary, and now perceive under the aspect of eternity and become mystic, poetic, and symbolic about ordinary things, there is a paradox because it is a miraculous and yet doesn't produce an autonomic burst. Elaborating on this in the preface to the 1970 edition of Religions, Values and Peak Experiences, he noted that the plateau state of consciousness becomes a witnessing becomes a witnessing and appreciation and appreciating well maybe and i don't know which can however have a quality of causalness and of lounging about i see maslow believed that plateau experiences were more voluntary than peak experiences and could be deliberately sought i can go to an art museum or a meadow rather than into a subway and even though I think you can't teach plateau experiences, you could hold classes in miraculousness in the journal. Entry dated March 28, 1970. Maslow also mentioned his intention to develop exercises to help bring on the plateau state. Think this through, including the B exercises in a unitive exercises, sacralizing exercises, etc. They would automatically help toward B love, which is a desired state to be in. Unitary continuum of transcendent experiences. Alternate names for the transcendent experience, mystic experience, peak experience, religious, spiritual and mystical experiences, which apparently are RSME and a small s, so capital R, capital S, capital M, capital E and a non-capital S. Clear Light, Cosmic Consciousness, De-Automanization, FANA, F-A-N-A, Mystical Union, Flow Experience, or the Flow State as I actually know it, Optimal Experience, Elevating Experience, God Experience, Intensity Experience, Inward Light, Living Flame of Love, Love Fire, Numinous Experience, Objective Consciousness, the Peace of God, which passeth all understanding, Samadhi, S-A-M-A-D-H-I, 
Satori Shamatic Ecstasy, The Silence Beyond Sound, Subliminal Consciousness. At its most extreme, transcendence is a feeling of complete unity with everything, absolute unitary being, including other humans, the social environment, as well as of all existence, nature and the cosmos, the spatial environment. James observed that one extreme outcome from mystical experiences can be the feeling of being at home in the universe. There are a variety of transcendent exercises that differ in their, I'm sorry, experiences that differ in their intensity and degree of unity with the world. There is a unitary continuum, ranging from the experience of becoming deeply absorbed in an engrossing book, sports performance or creative activity, what psychologist Mihaly I'm not going to even try to pronounce this last name. Refers to as the flow experience, to experiencing an extended mindful meditation retreat, to feeling gratitude for a selfless act of kindness, to merging with a loved one, to experiencing awe, A-W-E, because I still don't know how to really pronounce it. I could actually look that up now, unless there is nothing. And apparently, well, there is something. And this is indeed a noun. I always thought that it is just some uh, some slang word kind of thing. Anyway, um, um? well, I, I still don't know. Anyway, uh, at a beautiful sunset or the stars above, to being so inspired by something, whether an inspiring role model, virtuoso performance, intellectual idea or act of moral beauty, that you have a transcendent awakening all the way up to the great mystical illumination. Look outside your window and have a look at the weather. At this point in time, my weather is just really, really, really amazing. And I appreciate that. I really do. I really am looking forward to going outside and getting in a bit of sunlight. You know, doing a bit of sports cycling, probably. And then, you know, while listening to some audiobook, listening to some podcast, whatever I might be able to find. And then... Um, Coming home, eating, maybe watching some series. It's going to be a good day, I guess. Anyway, um, there are a variety of... Oh, I've already read that. The unitary continuum, increasing degrees of perceived unity. And there is actually a graph. This conceptual graph was adapted from Yaden. Yaden, no. So Y-A-D-E-N. At Allah 2017, the varieties of self-transcendent experience, it suggests a range of transcendent experiences with varying levels of connection with the world as it included for suggestive demonstrative purposes. Further research is required to further flesh out this model. I see. So on the very left, well, I do have to note. So this is for all the podcast listeners, imagine a triangle. Now you're going to take this triangle and turn it 90 degrees so that the wider open side is on the left side and the narrow or peak is on the right side or cone or whatever the fuck you want to imagine. So on the left side, and you, you're going to um, half the whole triangle or pyramid whatever you want to, if you want to have a try a 3D or not. Anyway, um, and so on on the, the top, we have the self, and on the bottom, we have the world. And as it progresses from normal life, which is 
a complete separation of the self and the world to flow, which lets it overlap a little bit, and which is also the start of the pyramid on the left side. Then we have mindfulness, which once again increases or decreases the distance between self and world a bit, and it is overlapping even a bit more than in the flow. Then we have gratitude, and again, it becomes closer and closer. We have love, again closer, then of, A-W-E, whatever to, however you pronounce it, then inspiration, where you can actually already see that it really becomes quite one, the self and the world. Then you have peak and mystical experiences, which um, for the peak experience, you have, well, a bit better than inspiration. And the mystical experience is the full coverage, the full, full, full combination of self and world. So they are one, not two. Anyway, while transcendent experiences differ in various ways, they all have in common weakening of the boundaries to connectedness with others, the world, and one's own self. William James personally observed this core aspect of the transcendent experience. Looking back on my own experiences, and this is a quote, by the way, they all, they all I'm sorry, converge towards a kind of insight to which I cannot help ascribing. Some metaphysical significance, it is as if the opposites of the world whose contradictories and conflict make all our difficulties and troubles were melted into unity. Modern research assessed that the transcendent state of consciousness is related to positive mental health, including positive changes in family life, reduced fear of death, better health and a great sense of purpose, as well as a motivation for increased altruism and pro-social behaviors. In transcendent moments of self-loss, there is often a heightened sense of pure being and the by the way, being is capitalized, and the experience often feels realer than real. William James, James referred to this as the noetic quality of the mystic experience. What is more, the language associated with feelings of realness suggests a greater connection with a larger whole, inclusiveness and physical proximity, such as all, everything, we, close, and the use of fewer first-person pronouns such as I and my. Transcending dichotomies. A key emergence of the theory's sad worldview is dichotomy transcendence. Ordinary dichotomies such as male versus female, heart versus head, lust versus love, good versus evil, national versus global, selfish versus unselfish, kindness versus ruthlessness, happy versus sad, or mystical versus realistic are no longer seen as dichotomies, but are all seen as simply parts of a larger integrated whole. I hope I have made my point clear. Only by resolving and transcending the dichotomy between primary and secondary process, consciousness and unconsciousness, rational and intuitive, scientific and aesthetic, work and play, abstract and concrete, rubricizing, and direct experiencing can we perceive all of the world and of ourselves only thereby can we experience whole science whole language whole mathematics whole art whole education and whole people maslow public lecture in 1961 since the next section is actually quite long i'm going to end the episode there but for the sake of me actually not maybe getting the things that i want to have out of it mystical 
experience. A mystical experience is considered one of a few non-ordinary states of consciousness, also referred to by some as altered state of consciousness or ASCS. Particularly when the consciousness shift occurs as a result of ingesting a substance. So can you really do that? How to have a psychedelic trip without drugs? It's actually uh, quite quickly. Fieldtrip.com, maybe. I don't know. Having a psychedelic trip without drugs. Seeking a sober trip. Altered states of consciousness aren't just exclusive to psychedelics. There are actually several ways you can have a psychedelic experience without the use of psychedelic substances like um, psilocybin, psilocybin, LSD, ayahuasca, and DMT. We're covering the six ways you can have a psychedelic experience without consuming anything. At first, and this is something that if you are in a space a bit and a bit informed, you have stumbled upon it, holotropic breathwork. Um, producing life-altering mystical experiences, holotropic breathwork, or HB, is an alternative practice for those seeking to gain therapeutic benefits from altered states of consciousness. Um, from the Greek words holos, meaning whole, and trepian, representing movement in a specific direction, holotropic precisely means to move towards wholeness. Wholeness maybe in terms of you and the world being one. Just a, according to the graph we went through. Michael Pollan, who is very, 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 very into psychedelics, I would say, not necessarily in terms of favoring it or saying it is just amazing or whatnot, but being very informed, I'd say. Experienced this in his best-selling book, How to Change Your Mind, he began seeing visuals of himself on a horse galloping through a forest and absorbing the animal's power. Anyway, sensory deprivation tank. Uh, Kundalini activation process. Skip the MDMA and enter bliss-like states with the process. Similar to R-E-I-K-I, the process is a transmission of energy funded by Venant Wong, who discovered the I'm sorry, who, who discovered he could activate a person's kundalini through touch by working with the energy systems and meridian points. Certified facilitators transmit non-dual awareness or life force energy that enters through the crown chakra and flows down towards the root chakra. It's an energy believed to be located at the base of the spine. Anyway, hypnosis, eye-gazing, Although not commonly thought as an altered state, eye-gazing has shown to increase hallucinations and disassociation similar to a psychedelic in as little as 10 minutes of gazing into someone's eyes. Neocoic chamber, a sober option for those who just aren't ready for psychedelic medicine or for those who are simply looking to gain an understanding of what it's like. Sober psychedelic experiences do exist as similar to... Uh, psilocybin, ketamine and other psychedelics, many show promising therapeutic benefits like increasing overall well-being and pain management. So the only thing that I guess you could be doing is eye-gazing, if you have the person to do so, and to holotropic breathwork. But before I move into that a bit more, ways to trip without psychedelics, 
Let's see, there's a Forbes article and a double blind mag article. They're probably all gonna talk about kind of the same. I'm not gonna disable my ad blocker, so I'm not gonna be on Forbes. Just for the sake of being a bit quicker. Yeah, holotropic breath work. Is it actually the same article? Uh, sensor deprivation, I think, yeah, it's it's just literally the same. This video, most of the entries on this list can be induced at home unless your neighbors happen to be holotropic breathwork facilitators or you have enough cash to buy your own sensory. Oh, can't be induced, I'm sorry. Uh, holotropic breathwork facilitators. So apparently also for holotropic breathwork, you need a facility. But this entry is different. All you have to do is watch the video below, which was designed to create hallucinations based on the motion uh, atri effect or MAE illusions. Also known as the waterfall illusion because it is often happens naturally when people stare at a waterfall for a while and then look at a stationary object, which will appear to be moving because their eyes blah, 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 blah. This video takes the illusion and puts it puts it on steroids by adding visual effects to enhance the distorted view of the world that you'll get after staring at your screen for about 90 seconds. Um, there's a quote. I was watching TV and doing this and looked back and the TV was moving, sad YouTube commentator something. Another one noticed that the decorations in the room had turned into a Salvador Dali painting. The paintings on my wall stretched apart from blah, 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 blah. Some found the results downright terrifying did this and looked at my girlfriend i screamed one commenter blah blah if you want to find out what they are talking about check out the video i really doubt that there are some um this is actually well i'm i'm gonna have to talk about that it's actually pretty funny uh what i want to say is i doubt that there are any therapeutic effects with this certain video that you can watch. I'm going to watch it afterwards. Um, but the vortex tunnel, in which I've actually really, really recently been in, is this is fucking amazing. So um, in the end, it works in a way. You are in a tunnel. The tunnel per se is moving. You are on... So there's a floor through the tunnel. So one end connects to the other end. It's not a very long tunnel, but because... I, I guess because of the lights, because of the motion, so the tunnel is rotating. By going through, you can't walk in a straight line. It is very, very difficult, and it's also very easy for you to just, um, well, throw up, I'd say. You know, if you really have a light tummy, whatnot. It's going to be quite easy, but it's actually pretty interesting. I've been to it in Vienna. Apparently, there is also one in Canada. Oh, the Museum of Illusions in Toronto, and I've been in the Museum of Illusions in Vienna. There's a large corridor with rotating walls that are lit with black lights as you walk into the tunnel. The fluorescent paint on the spinning walls will make you feel like you have been thrown inside a washing machine full of neon pink and purple clothes. After dub uh, doubling back, I took a few breaths deep breaths to steady myself and work up the courage to face the vortex again this time i kept a tight grip on the metal railing yeah this is just you know indeed overly uh dramatizing it anyway um mystical experiences let's just google this once again nine signs you've had a mystical experience by the lonerwolf.com site 
there is one particular state of consciousness that can change your life forever. In this profound state of being, you feel that life is full of beauty and sacredness, yet this feeling is not subjective, but it is instead an objective phenomenon that is outside your personal self. Theologian Rudolf Otto, or actually Rudolf Otto, I guess, called this experience Numinosum, but in this article we'll refer to it as the mystical experience. Nine characteristics of a mystical experience. Conscious unity, the boundaries of where you perceive your your individual identity to begin and completely vanish. There is no time or space, objective reality, gratitude, life is seen as sacred, you understand paradox, your sense of identity creates duality in your perception of reality, I am separate, separate from that. The experience is indescribable, experience is temporary, the experience is life-changing. On the other hand, we, by going back a bit, we have the peak experience and we also have inspiration. So let's actually quickly see inspiration experience. experience. Uh, why inspiration matters, Harvard Business awakens us to new possibilities. Maybe peak experience. Let's see if I can find something there. Yeah, a peak experience is an altered state of consciousness characterized by euphoria, often achieved by self-actualizing individuals. There's a Wikipedia article if you want to know. And there is also uh, the uh, Maslow Pyramid, which is kind of the basis of the whole summary that we are going through. And so apparently there is non-flow states, micro-flow states, the flow states, the deep flow state, and also the peak performance state as far as I can read this fucking graph. In the humanistic psychology of Abraham Maslow, a moment of awe, ecstasy, or sudden insight into a life as a powerful unity transcending space, time, and the self, peak experience may at times occur for individuals in the pursuit of self-actualization. Well, yeah, anyway, I think that we went through enough today, 24 minutes of hopefully good things. I'm going to end the episode here. I wish you the very best, and I'm hopefully going to see you soon. So, bye-bye.